And we need everybody. Everybody. Even at your all. And then this morning, God so chose to change the message because that was supposed to be the last message. As we go forward, we have to forget the past. We have to thank God for it. And by the way, if you guys see that guy driving that forklift, did you see how big that gourd was? That was Brother Jamie. <laughs> I told him plenty of times. I said, Brother, you got the biggest head in North Dakota. And he used to sit about right there where the Chevette family is. And they used to play paddle ball with their little son, Brett. He'd get to cut it up, hit him, and they all would knock him back. You know, they all but you know. Oh, Brother Jamie, it was good to see Brother Young on there. You know, Brother Young is the only man that, of all the 20 years uh, that I kept up with. And uh, one of the reasons for that is that, believe it or not, I used to play a pretty good game of basketball. And uh, I never could make the ball rotate, it went in the hole. That's all that matters. And Brother, Brother Young, I hated playing when he was playing because if I was going to go to the bathroom, he was going to hold the door. He guarded me so close that I told him that. But anyway, <laughs> it was just great seeing all the things. But tonight, I still want to do some preventive maintenance. Because if there's one thing that will destroy us, it will come from the inside. The little thing. You know, if you get enough fleas, and you know how small they are, they can kill the biggest dog. You get enough termites, and they can bring down a three-story window. It's left alone. You know, we talked about some things and, and we circle the mountain and all those things, all these issues. But tonight, as we close, again, I thank you all for having me. Good night, amen. <laughs> Everybody say amen. Tonight, Liberty, I want you, as we continue to go forward, watch out for the little father. Amen. Here. Watch out for the little foxes. Again, we have come a long way. And, you know, the devil has thrown all he can at us from time to time. He has truly come as an adversary. First Peter 5, verse 8 says, be sober. Be diligent. Why? Because your adversary, not your friend, the devil, as a roaring lion, walking about seeking whom he may devour. And I got to tell you this little story. I told you a lot of stories. They're, they're, they're true. Before we moved to Wildwood up on Cross Sheridan Lake Road there, we're looking at houses. And we went to look at this one house there near Blackhawk. 
He says, we let the Pharaoh yield. And all the, the, the realtor came, and you know, they usually have that box that they can open and, and everything and get the key out. Well, I'm not going to call the realtor's name because everybody here will probably know who they were. And, you know, they tried, I don't want to say he or she. They tried, and it wasn't she, so that means it had to be But anyway, <laughs> there were no hits back then, no, But anyway, they tried to get the thing open. They could not. You know what I did? I just went around checking the door. Side door locked, front door locked, east side door locked, kitchen door locked. Boom. Service door to the garage was open. That's just what Satan does. He's just going around checking doors to catch you, catch one unlocked. And then he'll just slip right on in and cause us a world of trouble. Now, he's made a lot of noise. And unfortunately, he's going to continue. But with the Lord's help and grace, we, we have stood and we have come this far. But, but now we need to prepare ourselves because guess what? As I said this earlier, we just hopped out of the grease bucket into the frying pan because he's going to change his tactics. Yeah. Now, I've often preached, and I still believe this, that Satan's first pitch is his best pitch. It's highly effective. It's a fastball, but he can make it cut a little bit and bring it about. He's good about that. But as we come into this 41st year, as we started, there's a message we need to know and understand as we move forward. We need to be careful and understand that the devil will begin, like I said, he's going to change gears. He's going to come at you, Brother Brooks, like he's never come before. Luke chapter 4, verse 13 says this. And when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season. You know, a season is about 90 days. And there's four of them. So what am I saying is, is that there's more than one season. He's going to come back. And you know what we must do is it says in Ephesians 6, verse 11, put on the whole armor. You can't go out not properly dressed. If you're not reading the word of God, you're not properly dressed. If you're not on your knees praying, you're not properly dressed. Now, my voice seems a little crackly. It's because I was not able to, like I said, I, I was so tired I couldn't take the laces because if I take that, there will be some tinkle tinkle little star. I had to go every five or ten minutes because it's there to get the fluid off of my heart. So just bear with me. I've reached puberty. You know, when we start reaching puberty, young men, our voice is packed. You go all over the place. <laughs> but we must put on the whole armor of God that we may be able to stand 
against the wiles of the devil. Everyone has to do that. Pastor just can't do that. You make his job easier. That when he, you know, like I said, when you come, you come ready to hear from the word of God. And then just don't be hearers of the word. You know what it says. Be doers as well. Text verse tonight. Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 15. And I apologize if I, a couple of times I might have got so excited that I didn't give you the text. It says, take us the boxes, the little boxes. Why? Because it's all it's just plain That's for the vine. For our vines have denigrated the Lord, thank you for this time. I just ask, Lord, that you would speak, Lord, as as yes, I'm tired and weary, but that's okay, Lord. If I've got a little bit of injury, I'm find that tree tonight and try to produce, preach this word. We give you honor and glory in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Chapter 15 of Song of Solomon. I mean, I'm sorry, chapter 2, verse 15. Is number 15 first chapter. chapter 2, verse 15. So what are they saying? In other words, catch those foxes and prevent them from spoiling the vines. That's what's going to happen. They're going to come, you know, and we have to catch them. We have to be ready for them. So what is the obvious spiritual application here? It is to that subtle, clever, sneaky danger called little sin. Do you hear me? Those little sins. Those little things that you don't think is going to bother anybody. Those are the little foxes that's going to ruin things for you. Excuse me. Your family. Those little things. I have no idea. They're going to undermine you as a believer, challenging you to doubt your faith. But I don't know what I'm saying or not. You can read the Bible, but it says over in First John chapter five, verses thirteen. I write these things so that you quit. You know, in the name. Let me just do it. I, I can't afford you. Because one of the things he's going to do is challenge you to think I'm not saved. First John. Chapter 5. Verse 13. If you don't have to start, start. Highlight it. Because the devil's going to come and he's going to challenge you. But it says right here, these things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that ye may know that ye have eternal life. Amen. And that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. You do that. You're saved. 
have in him. So I just want you to know that these little boxes and these little sins, you know, and then we have that adversary going to come and say, I thought you said you were a Christian. Those little things that we don't think anybody else needs. I'm in the comfort of my own home. Watch out for those little boxes. You see, the thing is, it's going to undermine your service for the Lord, especially if it goes unchecked. Remember those little things I said, you know, they make flea collars, thank God, and they, they have uh, uh, orchid and other people to pesticize them to get rid of those things. Folks, we have to allow the Holy Spirit to help us get rid of those things. Amen. Guess what? If we don't, it gives the adversary an advantage. Just enough room to come and, and destroy the vine. The fact that Solomon is telling us <coughs> about these foxes is a flat-out warning. It's not a maybe. Everyone is going to have a little fox that comes. Well, you don't have to be in church tonight. It's been a long week. You know, I, I lay down and I'm telling you, I... When I lay down, it's like, you see that handkerchief hadn't moved the whole time it was there until I picked it up? That's the way it is with me. I mean, it's like a brick. You put it there and it, but you know what? I kept thinking, I gotta get up. I gotta be at church. The thing is, folks, don't let those little boxes keep you from being where you're supposed to be. This is our warning. You know, if you see a box, they're cute, aren't they? They're really cute. But it's those cute, and I'm not hurting anyone, little sins by just getting drunk in my room. You know, I had a friend when he was acquainted. So I don't drink, I've never drank, I don't need to drink. If I start, if you hear tell the pastor about the drink, you know, just go ahead and have me admit it because something's wrong. My father worked with me. Person fire, one of the biggest groups that is in North Carolina. And I saw what alcohol can do to And I'm just telling you right now, men and women, don't go there. It's those little sins. See, I always felt like this. If it ain't gonna make me grow no taller, and it didn't. If it ain't gonna make me no cuter, Lord no. Oh, handsomer. <laughs> That's debatable, but it didn't. I don't want to try it anyway. And then they got sugar, and I like sweet stuff. Kool-Aid, yeah. Now you talking. <laughs> don't go there. Because, you know, one of these times, you're going to drink too much, and you're going to pass out, and some health worker is going to have to take, out, take care of you. Listen, your sins cost someone else as well. Oh, it's just a wine cooler. You know, I I need this. But then it destroys your home. And you know, that's Satan's first. You know, the home 
was way before the first Baptist. Yeah. And he came after Adam and Eve, didn't he? Yes, sir. So you better believe. And remember this, I say this all the time. Adam and Eve, outside of God, were the most godly people that ever lived on this earth because they knew no sin. For yeah. oh, what? Wow. You know, it destroys relationships and it will stagnate this church. Yeah. And we're supposed to be, remember I said this morning, we're going forward as a unit. You just don't need that. And then how are you going to tell your church now? Do as I tell you, don't do as I do. You know what I always told my children then? If you see that do it, if you hear that said, then you might as well, then I, you say it too. Because you know what? I'm the one teaching them. And what does that do? That holds me accountable. And sometimes I have to go, man, I wish I hadn't said that. You know, like I said, I used to say this all the time. You want to see uh, the little foxes in your life, let your children start playing house and let them see how they operate. Look how dad are. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying this. But there are little foxes that will destroy your home. The thing is that, again, oh, Pastor, I said it this morning. It was x rayed I think it was. It's all right. You know, it's PG-13. Listen, I said it. I know Why do you want to get involved with something that's fictional, that's not real? I mean, I can remember when we were in school, you gotta read a fictional book. I don't wanna read nothing that's not true. Amen. I don't wanna put something in front of my eyes that's not true because Psalm 101, verse 3 says, I will place the wicked thing before my eyes. I've said this, I know it's on tape because the reason is your eyes are the world's greatest record, uh, recorder. You never forget anything, you just can't. A genius uses about 10% of your brain. I use 11. <laughs> <laughs> but that's song, like I said, write it down. 101 verse 3, I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. Watching, again, all that mess will affect you. I always say like this, if you rub on something long enough, it's going to rub off on you. So you might as well step by the Christian and learn all you can from the man and, and woman. It's going to affect you. Those are little foxes we got to watch out for. Again. Oh, you know, it's just a like I said, just a bit. It helps me unwind. Let me tell you something. You ever heard of the Bible? Amen. You ever heard of something that will help you unwind? You just read the Old Testament. And, and, I mean, the history. And it's just, it's intriguing to see what God has done. And continuing to do. You can't sleep at night. I can tell you a sure proof way. All asleep. Just start praying for someone. I mean, earnestly. And this, that, you know, the, whatever it is, the, what do they call that thing, the sleep, whatever will, will come. I don't know. The sheep, whatever. Yeah. 
these disabled or something. So when kids are talking junk, you're so ugly, you have to put a sheet over the top of so sleep can sneak up on you. I mean, we have to say it. I'm sorry. Listen, put down those phones, turn off that television, that computer, and get down on your knees and pray and seek his face and his will for your life because he has one for your life. He really does. And he wants you to be apart, not set apart. You know, you know, getting back to this, sure, we're going to pray for the big things. We're going to put on the armor for the big things. And we're going to do that for the big issue. However, when Satan arises at a little fox, that was a little fox called AI. Didn't seem like much. If you read the account, they didn't even pray. You know, they, they convinced the man of God, oh, it won't take much to take these guys out. They're nobody, basically. We don't need to trouble everybody. The AIs in our life are like that. Don't take much, just a little bit. Remember the Israelites? They had just experienced a huge victory. And let me just tell you something. Right a huge victory, right a huge accomplishment, just like this. Satan always shows up. It just takes a little bit of the shine off of That's what he's going to do. He's just going to show up. You know, you can just be having the greatest time. You just mark it the next time. Praise God that you're having that time. And then just watch. Read the phone, gotta Or you get Satan is always on his job trying to discourage you. Yeah. Little thing. <laughs> because, like I said, he's probably not gonna tempt you to go rob a bank, I hope not. He's not gonna do that. But when he comes with his little things after a big victory, like I said, in the weeks ahead, you just mark it down. I'm not saying that, as we used to say, that they used to say, oh, they can mouth anybody or anything like that. I'm just telling you, it's going to happen, and we need to be prepared. Again, they didn't want to take everybody. If you were to read chapter 7 of Joshua, verses 2 and 3, you'd see and you'd notice what happened. The little foxes. Guess what they get us to do? Lean on our own understanding. You know, let's do it this way. You ought to always ask God, how would you have? I've said this many times, people look at me all afflicted. That's a southern term. The word isn't afflicted, but we say afflicted down south, right? You ought to pray about what you're going to put on tomorrow. If you're going to work or if you're going to school, don't you know we have a God that wants to tell you those things? Yeah. Oh, I was going to rest up last night. And I said, no. He loves us that much. He's into the little things. No little child. He, he you know, I don't know where that is. She ain't about that talk. She came up and said, she gave me about that. Just a little thing. <coughs> she 
I'll mention that a little later. It becomes a big thing. They never consulted the Lord. They lost the battle of men. And, and, you know, they were chased. Liberty ain't got no business retreating. Amen. You know, we ain't got no business being chased. We need to continue to set the standard. You see that old court in verse 9? No. Down in Nebraska, everything deals with cone. And they always say, well, even poets is. It's, it is the bar. You know, liberty needs to be the bar. God has already showed you what he's done, done. And you say, man, man. But he wants to show you what he's going to do. Amen. You see, it's the little foxes that can knock out a man. Do you hear me? The little foxes that come. When you find yourself doing that, you need to just say, Lord, forgive me. You know, it doesn't matter. Everybody in here, well, not everybody, but a lot of you all have gotten married. And sometimes we get a little intense fellowship. (laughs) No, that just doesn't happen. But it doesn't matter who wins our rival. No, because you're one. And it doesn't, I mean, so what if you're right? I've said so many times, I sure wish I wouldn't have been right on this. I wanted such and such to do this, this, and this. But the little fox said, I got to have a last word. <laughs> I'm only speaking from my own experiences. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> about this courage. But it's okay to be nice to each other. There was a day that you couldn't keep your eyes off of me. Sometimes, you know, that's why you look at a a, a wedding ring, it's got a little thin area, that's for them intense moments. And then it goes back around to, it never stops. Listen, be nice to each other. And that's God to show you Ha. You know, I tell my wife sometimes, and I'll be just as wrong as two left shoes. Now, that's again, that's a southern uh, thing. And I say, Brother, I did not get up to make you mad. I'm so sorry. That was not my intent. I didn't say, Oh, I can't wait to wake up because I'm going to make sure. Oh, I'm going to make everybody in the house suffer because I'm upset. <laughs> get over it, Pastor Holder. <laughs> Well, this thing's going crazy back. I'm not sure how long this is going to back. Those little foxes can kill relationships, friendships, and they certainly can kill the church. Now, let's talk a little bit about the fox. He's a peculiar, or she's a peculiar animal. It gets, you know, these little foxes have a tendency, uh, and, they, and they, they have advantage Again, I, I, I missed that. Okay. These little foxes, again, they're peculiar. They get their name from the tendency because they dig the military, we call it foxhole. They're cunning. And 
clever. And they are clever hunters. And actually, it's not unusual for them to play dead. So a little bird come out and think, oh, this might be good. And then it jumps on They're sneaky. That kid. Because they're so adorable. We tend to understand how, we misunderstand how dangerous they really are. Again, they're small, cutting. Well, let me tell you something. That had a bomb. This thing still working? Yeah. It was very small. <coughs> but it was big enough to bring the nation of Japan to surrender within minutes after that thing. You hear me? Small. Powerful. You know, again, in the scripture we see this principle of the little thing. If we continue to ignore these little things, guess what they're going to do? Someday they're going to grow up Folks, I'm telling you, it's going to be the little things, like I said, to get you sidetracked. Right. You know, come to church busting and arguing. I'll never forget. That's what And his wife. That did a little skit. Some of you remember that they had that little car. <laughs> and they were busting and fighting. Because he had a pop tart or something she wanted. And they were just going to town. I can't remember all the story. But then they get in the church. Hi, Pastor. Like nothing had happened. <laughs> when you come in like that, now they were just doing it as a skit. Guess what? It hinders the spirit. Yeah, amen. It, it makes it harder to preach. Because you're sitting there, you know. Don't look at me. I'm just going to be afraid of me. You know, that kind of thing. Don't touch me. Now, they didn't go to that, but I'll never forget that. You guys remember that. You guys remember that. That was just hilarious. But it's so true. You know, the Bible has told us to enter in his gates with thanksgiving in your heart. He didn't have to wake you up. I say it all the time. In the morning, when I put these big old black fat, and they are black, uh, black feet on the ground, I would say, thank you, Lord. I still got them for a little bit longer. You know, enter his course with praise. No, all we can do is complain. Those are the little things that's going to get you. You know what? And I know some of my notes, and I'll say it again. Those little boxes make a church a revival. I'm not getting fed down there. Well, quit eating all the junk food on the way to church. And come on in here and get you some bread and some meat and some good old protein and some cheese to go with it and help you out. No, I got to have this sweet stuff. You know, I got to have this. All you got to I'm getting around two or three times. I ain't getting it. Thank you, Lord. After seven days or six days, all I'm learning. <laughs> those you guys didn't know I'm gonna curve that table. Those corners are rounding them off. It hurt. <laughs> they said they're gonna take it out of my office and I had to pay for the <laughs> But all of a sudden, these things aren't so cute. You know, they grow up present a big problem. Children, when they are so little, and they start talking back. Oh, that's cute. Oh, that's cute. 
children using bad language. I got a co-worker. She's dead and she's in hell because she would not accept the gospel that I tried to give her. But she just thought it was so cute that her little daughter learned to cuss. And I said, why are you treating her that way? And I've seen people give their children, little babies, a bottle of beer. Why are you doing that to them? It's cute. You know, they don't know what's going on. Oh, it's cute when they talk back. But you know what? Hmm. Again, one day, they grew up, and all of a sudden, they didn't belong. The children of God, you know what? We don't usually fall in great sin, but there are sins that we commit often. And these spoil our lives. And, and, and we know it. it it keeps us from being fruitful. We become fruitless. And we be crack, become cracked vessels. And you know, you ever got a cup you thought was going to hold some water, but there's a little pinhole in it? You know, water can find a hole. I don't care how small it is. They use it a lot of times. It's fine. It's like you never have a tire. But you use water to find out where the hole is. And, but the thing is, is that you're unusable. Until you get those things. Remember I said uh, last, uh, night before last, in the new beginning, they had to kill a Sihon and Og. And once they did that, God spoke to Moses. You see, you can't just let those things hang out. Because it's going to make you bitter. It's going to make you fruitless. But I want to talk about a little sin called discourtesy. Go back to the truth. Don't teach them to to be courteous. Don't, don't call it. Don't teach them to call anyone, anyone sir or ma'am. Tell the children to call the grown folks by their name. Let me tell you something. Ain't nothing that bothers me. When somebody, you know, again, that nose running, beat smell things. Something this tall. I'll never forget, I was in Walmart. It's fair fish. And this little child couldn't get what they wanted, hauled off and, uh, and kicked them. Oh my God, I'm on teeth almost fell. I wanted to just grab a bowl of salt too. But he, you know he did that in public. Can you imagine what he does at home? You know, when you let your grandchildren, oh, you don't have to do that. Yes, they do. If they don't learn to appreciate you, who they can't see, how are they going to learn to have uh, uh, appreciation and respect for God? Teach man, if I had said that. My mom's first name, and you know, back then everybody named it. Child, Minnie, you know, after Minnie Mouse, or Shirley, and I have an aunt after Shirley. Uh, what's her name? Temple. Man, if I had said that, that would have been two licks packs. She'd have hit me, and I'd have hit ground. I mean, she didn't play, and we knew it, and we didn't challenge her. I've told this story before. All of us growing up, my mom, we hadn't done a thing. And my mama looked around at these big old boys. She said, let me tell you something. You can get up here big if you want to. You go as long as you crook your leg to eat off my table. You will obey. I said, she said, I, if I have to climb up on the stove and jump off on you. And she said those things. And I looked at her brother, he 
my mom was home for And I told her, I said, she's my brother about crack And my sister was there. And we all laughed. It wasn't funny then. But you know, just let, just let your children just call you by your first name. And then some parents, oh, you don't have to call me that. That makes me feel old. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Do you know what it says after the end of your age? Old. One year old. 50 years old. Now we try to see that. Oh, you're just 80 years young. No, you're not. <laughs> I don't care what they say. I don't care. You know, did you see those pictures of me up there? You know that hero died at that time? Because I'm going to tell you something. The men in my family, you know, I'm related to the, the uh, attorney general. He's like a second, third cousin. Uh, uh, Eric Holder. Same difference. You don't see no gray here. You'll see a little bit here, but it's white as all can be up here. But I heard somebody say, better gray is gone. <laughs> but I'm just sitting here saying to you, don't do that. Don't allow your children behave that way. Don't allow them that. You see, oh, I want to be my child's friend. Your child don't need a new, another friend. Your child needs a godly parent. Who don't mind that I remember the first time Pastor said that I about fell out? Who don't mind trying the Board of Education upon the scene of understanding? Sometimes. You know, but like I always say, ATT's not gonna reach out and touch someone. You, you know, the Bible says it this way, you know, spare the rod and you spoil the child. Don't beat the snot out of them and all that stuff. But God wants our children because our nature is not. Well, you know, I'm not going to leave my child away. I'm going to let them choose. You think they're going to choose God? <laughs> I'm just telling you like it is. Those are little foxes. And then they get to church and they come up to the pastor. How you doing? I ain't going to tell you. You know, I wrote this in none of You know, Ace Wayne, you guys give me $20. I'll tell you what Ace is. My brother, I'm going to cut you some slack in 1999. But I'm sitting here saying to you, can you imagine someone coming up to this great man of God and call, calling him by, I can't, I would never call him by his first name. It's always got to be Mr. Weed or Mrs. Weed or better yet, Pastor Weed. Right. Right. Many of you, you're married. I, I'm going to say Miss Madison, Mr. Gray. Now I'm old enough to be their great grandfather. <laughs> but it's just, that's the way we were raised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing irritates me. Don't call up the all up. I'm grown now. You know, my mama used to tell me, boy, don't get too big for you, Richard. <laughs> that wasn't a good thing. Yeah. So I'm just sitting here. Listen, those are little things called discouragement. Don't do that to each other. When you find yourself, like I said, getting mad with your spouse, ask the Lord. I see you both through it. Now, I'm a little out of breath, but I'm going to keep going. But I'm going to say this to you. Look at your spouse. You know, they don't have to be there. Right. You know, there are people sitting in this room. I, 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 I'm not picking on Miss Jenny, but I saw her, her husband up there. He's not handsome. Right. He's in heaven. And there are others. And you know what? Be kind. The Bible tells us to be kind to your widows and your homeless and your childless. I'm just telling you, be kind. You know, what? You know, I really, and my wife and I have had this conversation. Why should I get mad at you? I love you. We've been so blessed, and you have too. Don't you have more than one pair of shoes? I do. You know, these ain't blue suede, but they are blue. I got some black ones too. Did you see them the other day? 
And my father-in-law, he had me set up for every color you can come up with. <laughs> but you know, there's two things on you that keep growing on three. Your liver, your ears, because God knows you're not going to be able to hear. So that's why they get a little longer. It makes a natural earphone and your people. And I got brother's shoes. Man, I can I try to squeeze. I'll be like them sisters of Cinderella trying to squeeze and put it in that <laughs> Now that ain't on my nose, but I did it. It's come to me. So, <laughs> again, like I said, be courteous to one another. You know, respect your, and you have to work at this. I have to work at it. And I, I'm not all the way there, but I'm still pressing toward that. Don't, again, you know, forget. I'll tell everybody that you don't have to do this, but man, don't, don't be afraid to buy the wife of God. You don't have to be a mortal man. I'll be right back. You just stay right here. 
shit, but I got to turn on the door and turn it off. Satan loves it. You know what? Another little fox. Satan loves it when we get too busy. Listen. Everybody says, I'm so busy. You don't have time to pray? You know, I said it this. Yes, you do. Take that extra moment, you know, to pray. Because you would be surprised how many things God keeps you from that dangers that you don't even see. Just because you said, Lord, help me. Amen. I'm telling you one thing. If you ever come to Nebraska, you better pray. I've driven in Paris. I've driven in Turkey. I've driven in Detroit where the little ladies go 90 miles an hour. I've driven in most of these states, but nowhere like this. I'm telling you, what are you trying to do? Get to the cornfield? I don't know. But some of the rudest drivers you have, don't think they're going to be more than two men. I mean, even in San Diego, the people were so friendly. The drivers were courteous. Oh. You know, don't do those things. Again, you know, like I said, the thing is, you get so busy. That's, that's, you, you remember the story? Oh, it's all on sound. Uh, you know, she was running around. Good, and it's and I understand. And, and, and he was there. And then, Mary was sitting at the feet, gathering up all the information you have to Jesus. And God said, Mary, you basically stretch yourself. Because she said, Jesus, aren't you going to make her help me? I'm just saying it in my way. And he said, no, she's doing the thing that's needed. That's most needed. Yes, keep a clean house. You should. But don't be so busy. And, and don't, don't get so many activities that you don't have time. This is on Business will deteriorate your family. It'll keep you from going to church. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm well, I'm retired. You know, with the nurses, there's firemen and there are other first uh, uh, responders. You know, people just don't get sick on Monday and they get well on Wednesday. And you can go home and don't have to worry about them. Uh, I don't know Wednesday on Friday. You don't have to take care of them during the weekend. No, they do get sick. I know. You know, when I first started preaching over at Norcross. I could only go every other Sunday. And I said, Lord, if you'll give me every Sunday. Listen, it was 125 miles one way more crowd, 125 miles back. Thank God we weren't late. You know, military people like being late either. In military, if you ain't 20 minutes early, you feel late. Right. That's just the way you were trained. Right. And I'm just telling you like that. I still hang up my clothes, left shoulder out. <laughs> I always like it. I can't tell somebody's been in my club. Oh, yeah, look what you but I'm just saying, don't get so busy that you don't have time to pray or pray with someone right then and there. I don't know how many times. I, I'll never forget it. Mr. Pastor Steve Evans <coughs> taught me this probably 25 years ago. He was the pastor up here at Calvary Baptist up there on Highway 16, the big church. And one day I was coming out, the, 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 it was a 7-Eleven. He said, how you doing, brother? I said, I'm not doing it. Pray for me. He said, let's pray for me. I never forgot that. I said it to his face. I said, you know what? Someone asked you to pray. Pray for him right in there. Because Satan's going to do everything he can to make you forget. Don't get so busy. You can't pray with someone. Somebody prayed for you. And you're still praying for you. I've heard so many people tell me this week, Pastor, we've been praying for you, and I appreciate it. Please don't stop. Amen. Yo, those are little foxes. 
you know, that little box, about 55 inches wide, flat. Call it television. You know, sometimes they babysit our children. And we wonder why they say the things they say. Because they're seeing all kinds of stuff. And it's designed to draw them away from it. Now listen, I'm not saying you shouldn't have a TV. You've got to stay informed a little bit. But you don't need to just make that thing your God. Amen. Those are little boxes. But I can't go. Because like I said, here in a few weeks, the Super Bowl is going to be on. And even though churches have gotten to the point to try to get people to come, let's have a Super Bowl party. Forget the Super Bowl. Let's just have a party for Jesus. Amen. You know, how come we can't paint our faces for Jesus? You know, uh, we did one year. You know, Halloween used to be a holy day. And so at Calvary up there in his service, we decided to have dress up like Biblical characters. It was all. And the Lord put it on my head. You know what I did? My hair was too black. I took a piece of white tape. Tape it all the way back. My wife did the same thing with dressing black with two stones. You know, there was two stones. That kid rolls. And then I'm up there preaching. They go, oh, get it out straight. And you standing there with that white tape in your head. I had to lay it on it because that's something hard to get out of this kind of hair. You know <laughs> I'm just telling you. But we were two stumps. <laughs> we didn't smell that bad. <laughs> Listen again. Those are things that get us and, and destroy us. And you know, like I said, the Bible says in Luke 18, 1, and he spake a parable to them, to this, uh, that men ought to always pray and not faint. But we usually stop once we get some of what we want. And I know I mentioned this a while ago. But we, we never, ever make it to the faint stage. We just say a few prayers. Do you know how hard it is to pray for an hour? <coughs> is it really? Yes, it is. If you don't believe that, just ask those disciples. Jesus said, couldn't you just watch for an hour? <coughs> they come back and they were, I mean, they were calm. I tell you, when you look at stories like that in the Bible, it's just not to say, well, they couldn't watch around. You try it. You try praying for an hour. I guarantee you, the phone's going to ring. Something's going to make you itch. <coughs> Something is going to come. It is difficult. But that's what we need to do. You know, you need to pray. You know, we, we can pray for a pastor wave and thank God, let him see another year. Let him say another special. There's always something we can pray about. Amen. You know, and not faint. You know, that scripture I was talking about, Mark 14, 37, and he probably, and finding them sleeping and said unto them, Peter, Simon, sleepest thou? Could not thou watch them out? Like I said, you just try praying and you can't sleep, he'll put you to sleep. Yeah. You can't Listen, too much. TV, not enough study time. I, got, I, I told this story many years ago. Man, I mean, you know, I used to, like I said, I used to pick them up and put them down, and I can barely pick them up. But the bottom line is that I've always liked sports, and it's probably something wrong with me. But, man, I could come home, and I remember ESPN, and they said the same thing every hour. But I wanted to make sure. And we were living up there, Pinedale Heights. 
up that steep hill, brother, y'all still live up there, right? Yep, I'm telling you one thing, that's a, that's a hill. And uh, I was coming up that hill, that little yellow Dotson church, I jumped. He said, why don't you spend the amount of time that you're watching Sports Center reading your Bible to And I did. And the two from steady man. And then all of a sudden, Sports Center didn't mean that much anymore. Whatever you're doing, give God that evil time or better and see what happens. Won't taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. Folks, I got to do my thing. You do, I got to get out of here. I don't know how to drive tomorrow, so help me. I'll keep it under 100. <laughs> you know, oh, I'm too busy to be in church. I heard a lot of people say, well, I, I can watch church on TV. <laughs> I guess that rules out Hebrews 10, 25. Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as the manner of some, but exhorting one another so much more as you see the day approaching. We need encouragement. Amen. There's not a person in here not going through something. And you know what? Sometimes, you know, just like we have from the line out, you need to hook up to their arm. It's going to be all right. And God's going to do something in your life. And he might just. You know, don't, don't tell somebody, if you need anything, call me. If you say that, be willing to step in there, because it just might be something. I don't know how many people, I don't know why that's going to bother me, I'm a pastor, our phone's always open. Amen. Amen. There's no time with God, I'm glad about that. As we see this door approaching. Listen, this ain't the time. Bedside Baptists. With Reverend Sheets and Deacon Pillows. This ain't the time for that. You ever notice you can't sleep any better than about a couple of hours before it's time to get up and get ready? Man, you go into that rim fire and those sheets wear tongue. And you just can't get them off of you. I'm just telling you, those are the little foxes. They won't miss me. They miss me. Because after a while, it becomes easier to miss. And to miss again. And pretty soon you find yourself, Lord, what's wrong with my family? You know, first we need to know some tactics. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 2 11. That I know right here, we're talking about the importance of forgiveness, but look at this. Part B says, for we are not ignorant of his devices. And that's all I'm telling you tonight. As you go forward, you know how Satan likes to work on you. He knows what buttons to push. He knows how to say one thing to get your temperature way up here, your blood pressure, you're about to have an aneurysm or blow or something. Because every time you get a little excited, it puts more pressure on those arteries and those veins. They get weak at the wild. And you just seem to get tired and get not on the side. That's just what happens. And then all of a sudden, you can't think straight. Say he loves that. Like I said, is this, is that, and then he can destroy you. First, what do we need to do? Like I said, don't be ignorant 
The second thing I gave you scripture a while ago, uh, Ephesians 6, 11, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Don't put on just a piece. Get dressed properly with your feet shot and your, 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 the breastplate of righteousness and the helmet of salvation and all those things. You ever go now? You have on all your clothing. Especially, maybe you forgot to put on a t-shirt. That hall, whatever you want to call it, comes right on. It's amazing how much that little bit of clothing Oh, just leave off a piece of your armor and see how easy it is to save again and after the fire reduction. You don't be throwing matches. We don't need to be ignorant of his devices. You've seen this movie before and somebody said, you know what gets you upset? You know what destroys your home? You know what gets you argumentative? <coughs> but what else must we do? Submit yourselves before, therefore to God. Be all in totally. Not just when, okay, here comes the crisis. Satan, I see you coming. Watch, he's gone. Lord, I'm thankful he's gone. Now keep that rascal away. You know, you can't just stop. You need to be in all totally. Like I said before, I've said it two or three times. Obey God, leave the consequences to him. You see, sin has to be totally destroyed all throughout. Much of the Old Testament. Especially with, with old King Saul. They were saved some of the best. You know, God said, go in and wipe them out. And I mean really wipe them out. But they were saved some of the best. And Samuel said, What's that I hear? What's that I hear? Sheep and all that stuff? Oh, well, the people made me do it. People don't make you do nothing. You do what you want to do anyway. Don't be afraid. Those little boxes called people. Don't be afraid to put them in their place spiritually. Like I said, little things will tear down our home, destroy our churches, destroy your marriage, separate you from God. You know what? Then I'll close with you. You know in the garden, It wasn't a melon that they ate. It was a piece of fruit. And they didn't even finish it. You don't mess up now. Well, I'm going to finish this off. No, they ate and their eyes were open. And they realized we done messed up. It was just a little bit of disobedience. Yeah. A little bit of yeast. A little leaven, leaven the whole lump. Now, we got some serious bakers in here, men and women. And you put just a tiny bit of leash in and that baby rise up just perfect. But you put too much in it, Lord. You know, some of them have really burnt offerings and stuff. <laughs> That's why you need prayer over your food. <laughs> I just need some. But folks, it's going to be those little things that will hinder you from serving God. Those little things will hinder the spiritual growth in this church. This is a little thing. Yes. But it can boast big things. 
You know what? Like I said a while ago, it can gossip. You know, I know I've got the scripture in here. But you know what it says in James chapter 4, verse 11? Please turn there. And I mean, I, I'm not going to say much more than that. But I want you to see this because, like I said earlier, you don't need to be talking bad about nobody. You ain't all that a bag of chips. Remember I said that this morning? Look what it says. It says, speak not evil one of another. Lost person. No, brethren. You want to hear some gossip? I went like that. You know what I mean? You remember the ladies in the, in the cornfield? Well, you'll never hear one of us repeating gossip, so you better be sure and listen close the first time. That was, you know, it's funny. But I'm sitting here saying to you, don't repeat gossip. You know, I said this earlier this morning. You know, when, when someone wants to come to you and tell you something bad about your passing, you don't, you know, you give them a Holy Ghost kick. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But I'm just sitting here saying, you know what? Let's pray for them. And see how much further it goes. Because they ain't none of us arrive. Don't let them talk bad about you. know, people don't talk bad about you. Don't help them. So, those are little boxes that will hinder us. Thank you so much for listening to me over these nights. It means a lot. You have put up with a lot of and I hope that someday maybe you'll forgive me and ask me back in. <laughs> I really enjoyed myself. It's always it's more than great to see you all. Amen. It's like the Bible says in that frequent chapter. Happiness is knowing your children. Amen. Amen. You come back and we still serve.